0: I think that however we can help somebody to grow or to feel more confident or to reach their dreams, they're showing up better. They're able to just kind of see life as an opportunity. I think it creates mind shift.
1: This is Lead with Culture. I'm Kate Bullman, and on this episode, we talk about why appreciating and empowering your team members is a crucial part of building a dynamic culture in your organization. I was joined by Patty Kroom, the HR manager for Lehan Drugs. She has been with the company for almost nine years and has been in human resources in some capacity for nearly two decades, so she absolutely loves helping other people grow, both personally and professionally. In addition to sharing her HR expertise, she also shares her experience implementing the Dream Manager program with her team and all of the incredible benefits they've received so far. It was such a fun conversation. I hope you enjoy. This is going to be so good because you have so much experience in HR, which is dealing with people. And so I'm excited to hear about your journey and what you've seen over the past two decades in the workforce especially over the past five, 10 years, what's been going on. So what are some things that you have noticed in people over this timeframe that you've been working in HR? Sure. So I think that the trend is that people want to be paid and feel appreciated.
0: I think that always has resonated and that's always been the case. I think that COVID changed a lot of things and people started realizing they wanted more flexibility. They wanted more time with their families or the ability to change things up when they needed to, but also the pay and the feeling appreciated have just always been so important for people. And I think that with COVID, we also realized how we could make those things happen for people, how we could be more flexible, how people could work from home successfully. And so COVID kind of changed the conversation and it created just due to the circumstances we were forced to, figure out new ways to make things work that maybe we hadn't considered before. But it's created a whole new piece for us that we can work with. And that flexibility is super important to people as they move forward.
1: Since obviously the past few years have been really interesting and we've been forced to give that more flexibility and people working from home. When we think about appreciation, this is like a common thing for people. Like we all want to feel appreciated. We want to feel valued. So this is not new. When you look at the leaders out in the world, how do you feel like we were forced to have this conversation? But what was their approach? What do you feel like they were thinking through when all of this stuff was happening? What were the conversations that were being had? And how have you seen some good leaders approach it, and then maybe some not so great leaders approach the same scenario?
0: Sure, with Sherm and the conversations within Sherm, we're always about how we could make things better, what we could do, just driving things forward. And I think that very early on in my career, we were of the mindset like, you should just be happy to have a job. That was kind of what I was taught, right? Be thankful that you have a job, work hard, do your job, collect your paycheck and go home and don't be greedy and thinking that you deserve too much. I think that conversation has shifted a little bit where you should be thankful for all of those things, of course. But you should also feel appreciated. And so that conversation has changed and we've seen leadership really try to embrace that. There are so many employee recognition programs out there and some companies do that really well, some don't. And I think that that is just the mindset of leaders. If they have a servant leadership mentality or if they are moving forward, staying in that old train of thought maybe.
1: Because what we're talking about is culture, right? Like we're talking about culture. All of these things play into the culture of the organization, people feeling appreciated. They feel like they have an opportunity to grow within the organization, to grow within themselves. How do you describe culture in an organization? What does that mean for you?
0: I actually recently read something, I don't know where, that said culture is how your employees feel on Sunday night when they know they have to punch in on Monday morning. And I think that that's true. I've been with Lee Hands now for almost nine years, and I'm excited to come to work every day. And I think that our staff is too. Not to say that we don't have our bad days or any of those things, but we know that we are cared for, that we are appreciated, and that our company really is always looking for ways to make things better. And so I think that's really important. And I think that probably describes good culture to me. Like employees are heard. They have the ability to voice concerns. They know who to go to. That door is open. Their leaders are always learning and growing and want the same for their staff.
1: I like that idea of thinking obviously Sunday night, but also just in general, you can tell when people enjoy what they do because they're talking about and thinking about their work, even outside of, and not in a bad way in, oh, I saw this article and it made me think of how I can maybe apply it in the role that I'm in, or they would be excited to maybe share it with a client or a colleague or something to have a conversation around it. So That's what I find so fun when you meet people that are that engaged in their work that they enjoy talking about it outside of. And, you know, not everybody is going to do that. But those people that I feel like they're using their superpowers in their role, that's when I feel like everything connects. I get to do all of this stuff. I'm really good at this. And I get to use those skills in the role that I'm in. And I feel like such a function of the HR department is really helping to discover those pieces, this person, maybe in the right company, in the wrong seat. And that is something that we can help coach people up. And also is to discover what are the programs and opportunities that you're giving your people to help them grow, not only in their role, but individually as a person. So how do you discern, oh, these are the things that we're going to apply in the organization to really help drive the culture and improve and develop my people?
0: I think first off, we're always looking at Is this person the right person and in the right seat? That's super important. And Lehan's really functions on five values. That's something that we're looking for in all of our employees. But we also believe that everybody is a leader. So regardless of what their job is within the organization, even if they don't have a management position, we believe that they're leaders somewhere in their lives, whether that's at home in a different area where they're volunteering, whatever the case may be everybody is taking on a leadership role in some way or another and so we want people to grow and feel empowered we have a growth and learning library we have Kindles people can check out they can pull up the audio books they can take physical books cuz everybody likes something a little bit different so we have that we incorporated smart dollar into our offerings to staff that's something free for the staff to use and utilize So I think that here, we're just always looking for that growth. People are free to say like, hey, I saw this webinar I'd like to take, or there's a conference coming up and I think it would really apply to what I'm doing here. Anything like that. Like we're always looking forward and trying to help our company grow, but also our staff grow. We want everybody to be able to be the best version of themselves, not just here in the workplace, but for everyone else that they're interacting with as well. Absolutely.
1: You're speaking Floyd's language for sure. What was so fun is you have a similar story to a lot of people who have become a dream manager or have a dream manager in their organization in that your, a previous owner read the dream manager. So can you talk a little bit about how you discovered the dream manager program? Sure. So our previous owner, Grandpa Jim,
0: he is our current owner's grandfather, and we all call him Grandpa Jim. He had read it and he had passed it on to his grandsons and was just like, this is such a cool idea. Like, it would be so great if we could implement that at the company. And they had read it. They passed it on to several of the rest of us. And how to implement or how that would work or what it would look like was maybe a little bit of a struggle. So it kind of sat shelved for a little bit. And then about a year ago, the executive team had asked me to kind of research it, just get some more information outside of the book. We're lucky that in our community, we have Suter Company who had already implemented Dream Manager. So Chris and Ben were huge assets to us that we were able to call them and talk to them. And then, of course, I got in touch with Michelle at Floyd Consulting. We had several phone calls and lots of emails back and forth. And she kind of walked me through all of that. We put together what would be a job description for a Dream Manager, really tried to get to understanding what we would be looking for in that person that we were going to bring in as Dream Manager. And the cost of it, the cost to the company, the cost to have staff doing this, whatever. So that was what we did. And once we did that, it was a very quick green light to start the hunt for somebody. We decided we wanted to bring in somebody external. So we conducted interviews. We had so many great candidates with such great stories. It was neat to sit through every interview and just imagine that person doing this job. We did find Janelle. And I think immediately upon interviewing her, we were like, she's the one for us. Luckily, she said yes to us and we were able to bring her in. And then in January, she and I traveled to Florida to go through the dream manager program together to both be certified as dream
1: managers. I love it. We get so many questions from people that are hiring somebody from outside and bringing and actually creating a role for it. What do you feel makes an incredible dream manager?
0: I think first and foremost, just the desire to see the people around you succeed. I think that is absolutely one of the most important things, just wanting people to meet their potential, to live their dreams. And I think being a good listener, that's obviously important. I think just that kind, caring soul, I think that is absolutely vital. But then also that ability to hold somebody accountable and show up with empathy for them They become like the Mr. Miyagi of the company. They're able to show up with both empathy and accountability and really help people move forward. And I think that is super important.
1: Yeah, it's so interesting because we have a curriculum. If you care about people, if you want to see people grow, we can teach you how to be a great dream manager because you're using Matthew's curriculum and it's a simple process. So we like to make it easy. One of our core values is simplicity. So making sure that we're giving people an opportunity to create and implement a program with ease because there's a lot of complexity out there in the world, especially complexity in different programs that you can develop. There's all these different apps and tools and things, but people can get overwhelmed. So we want to make it super simple for people to really hone in on, hey, these are the dreams that I have for myself. And then their dream manager can really support them in the most meaningful way so that they actually achieve those things that they really want to in their lives.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we definitely loved the curriculum. It's just such a great guide. It really paints the picture very clearly. So that was something that was super
1: important to us as well. Awesome. So you rolled the program out. And let's talk about some of the successes that you've seen so far. What have you noticed in your people? What has transpired? What are some of the stories that you've heard so far? We rolled it out and started our first Dreamers in March.
0: We are already at 20 Dreamers. So Janelle is already carrying quite the group right now. And we have seen the people who have joined the program just really being able to focus in and realizing that they still had dreams. I think that's one of those things where I remember somebody that I went to school with telling me that their father had said, like, now you're a grown-up, it's time to put away those dreams and get to work on real things. And I think that so many of us do that. We have all of these big dreams and anything seems possible, and then we grow up and have to get jobs and we have rent and we have bills and we have children and all of those things and so our dreams just become that our children grow up and do these great things or whatever the case may be and we sideline so many of the things that we had hoped and dreamed for and through this program i think that you realize very quickly like oh wow i do still have things that i would like to do and i still have things that are important and gosh i forgot that i wanted to even do that sometimes the conversations that i've heard are like oh hey we had this dream session and somebody shares something that they've dreamed and somebody else is like, hey, wait, I want to do that. That was important to me at one time or that's a really good
1: one. I think I would like to do that. Dreams are contagious. When we start dreaming around other people, we're like, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Let me steal that one and put it on my dream list. Yeah. And I
0: think that's huge. And then as they're in the program and they're getting small wins right some people have never even put together a real budget before so being able to do that and just identify like here's my most important for this time period these were all of my dreams but these few are really important and then going through and being like what's more important this or this what's your number one and keep doing that and you score them and just the way that you go through it in the program and you get to those important things and that's what you're working on for this year They start making these other dreams and these other plans. They're writing more dreams down. They're talking about it with friends and family and with their children. And I think it's so important because your kids are learning from you anyway. So talking about your dreams is super important. But they're making these small wins, whether it's making the budget or paying off debt or putting money away or saving for that vacation. They're taking steps towards that. And I think sometimes we get so caught up or overwhelmed even in the things that we would like to do that we don't quite know how to start taking those things on and getting to where we'd like to be, getting to that dream. And so this program allows them to focus in on that. And so then they're just proud of themselves. We're super proud of them. It creates excitement. They're talking to each other. Some people who have been like, this isn't the program for me, are now having conversations like, hey, Janelle, could I talk to you just a little bit? It's just creating momentum and these feelings of, I can do this. And I think that's the super important thing. Like, this is tangible, and I'm going to get there. That's what we've seen on our side.
1: Patty, why is this important for people to focus on their personal dreams when it's at work? Why would you implement a program like this for your people?
0: I think how we feel affects every aspect of our lives, whether that's our personal lives or work lives. And this program brings hope and joy and accomplishment and growth. And so I think that however we can help somebody to grow or to feel more confident or to reach their dreams, they're showing up better. They're able to just kind of see life as an opportunity. I think it creates mind shift. And it's very easy with things happening in the world, with news, with the everyday of your family life and outside world to kind of get bogged down and then work you're going into. And sometimes your job isn't the most interesting. We have Data entry. I'm a people person, so that doesn't seem fun to me in any way. But you're coming in, and it's not just about that. You're having conversations, you're having culture, and people are showing up happier, better, more fulfilled in life. And we know that when your life is more fulfilling, when you feel fulfilled, you show up better everywhere. And I think that's the key for us. We want our staff to feel happy, fulfilled, accomplished. We want them to meet their dreams. When people leave our company, we want them to leave because they've grown. They're taking a new chance. They're reaching out for opportunities. And we want them to look back at us and be happy for their time here and feel like we were a good step for them.
1: I love that you just shared that because as leaders, our number one role is to help our people grow. And when they can move on and do really incredible things and know, and they know that that role really impacted them, that it made such a difference for them in their life, personally, professionally. That's huge. Obviously, that's what work should do, right? Work should help us grow in all different areas. But it's also so exciting to think that your name is associated with those kinds of feelings. And then they're out there when they meet potential people that are looking for a position. Hey, are there any openings at Leham? Because they're a great organization to work with. And those things start being talked about and shared among other people. So it's really important to think that way. So I love that you just shared that piece of it. So, one question we get all the time is how do you measure this, right? Like, what's the ROI of dreaming? And it's always funny to me when that question gets asked because it's like what you just shared. If you're helping your team members become the best version of themselves, obviously it's going to be better for the organization. You're going to see it on all the different line items, but people still want that tangible what's the ROI? When you implement a program like this, what does that look like for you as far as how you're measuring the success of it?
0: Sure. So, already with 20 people who have enrolled, we have other people having these discussions. Janelle's going to have another big dream session company wide. Right now, we're kind of in the infant stages. We've just rolled this out in March. So, some people are in their third month, some people are hitting their second, and some are just now starting this month. So, for us, it is are we having people sign up? Is there interest in the program? Ultimately, we'll be looking at it from a retention standpoint. Personally, if I'm in the middle of working on a dream, I'm not going to be quick to be looking for something else. I'm going to stick around and try to finish this dream with this amazing program. So, of course, we're going to be looking at employee retention. And I think how our employees give us feedback during the engagement survey, that is something that we've always done as an engagement survey with our employees And so hearing that feedback and seeing how they're feeling about things, does it change any of those bits of feedback that we get? Are they happier with their jobs? And so that's where we're at. I think for us, it is that growth piece, though. We want to see people living their dreams, fulfilling their dreams, growing, and then being happier at work and
1: showing up. Hey, if people grow, your organization's going to grow. That is just the nature All right. Well, Patty, you are doing awesome work. I'm so grateful for everything you're doing with Dream Manager. What's so cool is not only are you caring about your people, but you also are considering offering the program to spouses and high school children of your team members. So talk a little bit about that because that's a beautiful idea. Yeah. So we had talked about what would the impact be?
0: Would we offer this to perhaps children that are a little bit older, or employees, or even their spouses. And when you're looking at creating a budget and getting on board with dreams, if I'm on board, but my husband is like, yeah, that's not important to me, or I don't see the benefit, you're fighting against the whole thing, right? Like there's just obstacles in your way. And so being able to offer potentially combined sessions where husband and wife are partners, and why not open that up to our employees' partners? That seems very logical to us and even to their children. If you're looking at the children of our employees who are in high school, who are trying to figure out what they're going to do in this world, what a great program to put them through so that they can assess their hopes and dreams. They can start working and creating small wins for them so that when they go out into the world on their own, they already have a good understanding of how to dream, how to budget how to look at certain things and move forward and really tackle and just move forward towards their goals and dreams. I think that that's a great piece to be able to offer to our staff's family.
1: It's amazing. And what I love so much about it is because usually when people are going through the program, they're talking about it with their spouse. They're kind of like, oh, we're talking a little bit about this, but they're not going through the program. They're not taking them through. So it is different. But that's the thing about dreams that's so great is your people that are going through the program, they're most likely having dream conversations outside of because it sparked their dreaming again. And we all need to dream a little bit more. And one of the things I love about what you're doing with the kids or the young adults, we should say, is the fact that going back to what you said in the beginning, when as we get older, we're told you can't dream anymore. Well, what a great lesson to teach these young adults that you can be. 50, 60 and beyond. And we should all be dreaming. We never lose sight of our dreams. And so to encourage them, hey, this is a lifelong practice and you get to learn about this stuff right now. I mean, could you imagine? I wish I had a dream manager when I was in my 20s. Absolutely. It just does so much. In fact, I'm coaching a guy right now and he's 25. He could be very hard on himself. and I'm like, you're already so many steps ahead. Of other people in your same age group, because look what you're doing. Like you're investing in yourself. And so I love the fact that you, as an organization, are noticing that, hey, people's families are obviously important to them. And to have them by their side and be able to do that together is a true gift. Talk about the trust you're building, just loyalty from the team members that are going to be there that, wow, they're not only investing in me, they're investing in my family. That's
0: huge. I actually, before I went to Florida for the dream manager certification, I had talked about it with my husband. I, of course, was fully on board with this. Like, I thought this was amazing. And he was like, hmm, I don't know. A little woo-woo for your husband. Right. After the session where we were walked through kind of writing down our dreams, and it was a quick session. It wasn't like you were necessarily going to come up with 100 dreams. But when you go, what are your dreams? It's hard to think about it. But when you break it down into your financial dreams, your material dreams, you start really digging into it, it creates a lot more stuff coming up. And so I remember that night I went back to my hotel room and I called my husband and he was like, how was it today? And we went through the normal stuff with the updates. But then I said, we were talking about dreams and they broke this down in such a cool way. So if I asked you, what are your financial dreams? What would you tell me? And he names off a few things. And I said, well, what about your material dreams? And he did some more. And I'm like, what about your intellectual dreams? And he's coming up with more. And by the end of it, he's like, I guess I do have a lot of dreams. And so you create that excitement for somebody because I think so often we don't think of dreams from all of those different categories. And when you start thinking about each category, you really expand and realize how many dreams you actually have. So being able to provide that for our partners and our employees' partners, and even to their children who are becoming young adults and going out into the world, what a great thing to be able to provide. We're excited about that.
1: I love that. And yes, it's so true. So there's all the different areas of dreams. So when we ask People to create their list of 100 dreams, you're right. People get very overwhelmed. In the book, Matthew shares the 12 areas of dreams physical, emotional, intellectual, spiritual, psychological, material, professional, financial, creative, adventure, legacy, and character. So those are all the different categories, right? And it's so exciting to think. Most people aren't really thinking about their character dreams or their creative dreams. And so it's easy for us when we think about maybe material dreams or financial dreams. Those are just easy and professional dreams. We talk about those things all the time. But what about the other ones? You get to really decide spiritual dreams. How do you want to feel spiritually every day? And what are you connected to? And that's what I love about the program too, is it walks you through all of those different areas of your life. You're talking through all of that stuff and how to build deeper relationships with people. What kind of character do you want to have? What legacy are you leaving? And so I love that you had that conversation with your husband and you converted him into a believer of the dream manager. It was
0: kind of funny and it was cool. And I think I even went back to the class the next day and I was like, guys, listen,
1: this was the funniest thing because he really was like, that sounds super foo-foo. I am sure you are not the only one whose spouse thinks, what are you talking about? Sometimes people are a little skeptical. They're like, what's this dream thing? That just sounds like one more thing that I have to do that I don't want to do. And then you start seeing the impact that it has on other people. And you're like, wait a second, maybe I do want to explore that opportunity a little bit. Our staff does not
0: have to do this outside of work hours. It's always within work hours and all of that. So that's another piece that was super important to us, that this is something that we're offering. So it is on the clock. It is during work. If you need to do it outside of work, same kind of thing you're doing this
1: and it's a work thing so you get paid for it yeah you get paid to grow here in your organization that's right well patty thank you so much for everything that you're doing i'm so excited to continue to be part of your journey as you continue to grow the program and as you continue to do all this incredible work so i'm excited for you to have multiple dream managers and working with your team and their spouses and their children and who knows what's next for Lehan? Who knows? But I'm excited. And we're just so grateful for all the work that you're doing. So thank you for everything you do as a leader and helping your team members grow.
0: Absolutely. And thank you so much. We've had a great time getting to introduce this program and learning all about it. So we're just excited for what the future holds.
1: Thanks so much for listening. How awesome is Patty? I am so excited to see the impact they're gonna make in not only their team members, but also in their families. What an incredible initiative. So if you are inspired and thinking about implementing the Dream Manager in your organization, go to thedreammanager.com. And if you're just wondering, hey, how should I start this journey of implementing any type of personal development programs in my organization to really help my team grow? And maybe you're thinking, what can I do to grow personally as a leader? We also do one-on-one coaching and training, and we would love to jump on a call to chat with you about where you are and where you're looking to go so that we can support you in that growth. Just go to floydcoaching.com. Thanks again for listening. We love doing the show. Please, if there's any person that you're thinking would be a great guest for the show or if you have a topic that you would really love for us to dive into, please let us know. We would love to hear from you. And if you have not yet given us a rating over on iTunes, please go to iTunes give us, well, hopefully a five-star rating (laughs) and write a review. It really does help the show. We are trying to build this, to grow this. And we so appreciate you for listening, for sharing, for talking about it, and really just being part of this journey with us. So thank you so much. We appreciate you. And until next time, lead with culture.